I played this song that I played just now. I said, Father, open our eyes. This song when I saw with my daughter, she showed me the song, but I didn't even think about it. But then when I, I was listening and I was searching for worship and I saw the song again and I started worshiping over and I, I repeated this song and she said to me, mommy, I showed you this song, like, why now? And I said, you don't understand. This song has been speaking, God has been saying, open your eyes. I'm standing in front of you, but you do not see me. The door is open, but we do not see it. Why? Because our eyes are closed. I'm not talking about your eyes. I'm talking about your spiritual eyes. We do not see what God is saying. And we do not see the moment of what is happening. We do not see the, things are happening around us, but we do not understand what is it all about. It is not about COVID. <laughs> I want you to understand this. It is not about COVID. Are your eyes wide enough open to see what is it all about? I want to speak to you today and say, I thank God for this church. I thank God. And as I'm standing before you, Pastor Sue, and I say, and Pastor Zueli, I thank you for the vision. I thank you for running for what God has The race, it is not finished. And it is not about to finish now. God has got bigger plans for this church. Amen. And I just want to worship the Lord and say, this morning is the day that the Lord has made. You know, God gave me the word. He says, draw from the endless well of living water. He says, draw from the endless well of living water. Oh, Jesus. He said, draw from the endless well of living water. When I saw this, I was like, I, I don't know. Actually, this was not the first title that God gave me. The way that he gave me, he said, standing still on a shaky ground. And I was looking at this way, and I kept on going around it, and like, I know, man. And then God says, no, draw from the endless well of living water and be able to stand still on a shaky ground. He said, draw from the endless well of living water and be able to stand still on a shaky ground. The ground has been shaking for many people. My ground has been shaking, let me tell you this. The word is going to come from the word of John 4. Amen? Amen. But the, I mean, it's been shaking so many times and you think, God, what is happening? But we serve a good God. Many people are scared. We are on an overdraft. You know when your bank is on an overdraft, it means you don't have, even the bank doesn't want to give you. It means you do not have, even the bank doesn't want to give you. You are on overdraft. You know, we are scared. You are frustrated. Like the devil is like on your space. He just wants want to give you peace. He just doesn't want to give you joy. Why? Because he knows that God has got bigger plans for you. In your relationship, he's just there. In your, I mean, at work, he's there. At home, he's there. He's just like want to work on your nerves. No matter why you're working on my nerves. He just wants to be there. But just know that the God says that, search me and you'll find me. Don't be miserable. Don't be fearful. As much as your ground is shaking, but your foundation, as much as your ground is shaking, but your foundation is important. It doesn't matter who says what, but your foundation is very important. As I'm going through this word, I want you to understand and hold on that word foundation and the ground. It is very important. Amen. There's a time that when you are in this position, Okay, when he was giving this shaking ground, it's like, the ground is shaking. What is the first thing that you do? The important thing is for you not to run. When your ground is shaking, it is important for you not to run. Why not? Because you do not know which direction to run to. The direction you might be riding to, that might be where the crack is going to fall in. The direction might be at the back, but you do not know. The right position for you is the kneeling position. The right position for you is the kneeling position. That's the only position where you know that, God, I am submitting to you. 
God, you are my defense right now. God, I might be vulnerable, but this time, on my knees, there's nowhere else. You know when you're standing, it's easy for you to fall down. But when you're kneeling, you're going nowhere. Oh, Jesus, when you're kneeling, you are going nowhere. Tell the devil that I'm on my knees. When you stand up from that kneeling position, you know where the direction is taking you. You do not have to look around and say, because God has spoken to you on your knees. Oh, Jesus, God has spoken to you on your knees. He said, listen to me, my child. Open your eyes. This is the time for you to open your eyes. Portia, it is time for you to open your eyes. It is not about COVID. Jesus, it is not about COVID. The time is such now that you as a youth, you know it is a woman's month. I want to speak to women especially, but I want to speak to the young women in the church. I want to speak to the young women in the church. If you are sitting here as a woman, know who you are in Christ. Know what you are called for. Know where is your direction. Who is your God? Because your foundation is important. Your foundation, when it is cracking, know who is your God. Oh, Jesus. When the healing is needed, know who is your God. Know your scripture, but move on your scripture. Work on your scripture. Prophesy over your children. Prophesy over your situation. Oh, those who have been through it, a, a strange space of sickness. Those who been in a strange space of finances, not working. You know which scripture to go to. Yes, read it. But when you say you come with fire and force and say, I'm going to believe, I'm going to stand, I'm going to worship my God in this situation. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter where I am, but I'm going by fire, by force. Ah, it is time to fight the devil. Fight him where it hurt most. Go on your knees, child of God. Okay, I'm getting carried away. Let's go back to the word. Amen. It's supposed to be in John 4 verse 7. Amen. This is where God, uh, Jesus was talking to the woman in Samaria. The word says that a woman from Samaria came down, came to draw water from Jesus, said to her, give me a drink for his disciple has gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is that you, a Jew, ask me for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jew have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, and who is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you have asked him, he would have given you living water. He would have given you living water. You know, as I was searching, I said, God, what are you saying? You know, sometimes God speaks to us, but you do not know who you're speaking to. Because there are so many voices speaking into your ears. There are so many people speaking into your ears. But God says that if you knew who you're speaking to, that is the water that you'll be looking for. That is the water that I'll be giving you. Amen. Then she says, um, the woman said to him, Say, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Now, I want you to listen to this. It doesn't matter how the well, how deep is the well. What I want to say, it doesn't matter how deep is the well. We've got a tendency of wanting to help God. We've got a tendency of telling God, you know, how deep it is, my father. You will not be able to, because you can't go there. You mean God cannot get there as well. No, God can get there. He knows how deep it is. That's why he says, I will give you living water. Let, not, let us not work and help God for our situation. If you have put it, put it to him and you have prayed, let God do it on your behalf. Because he already knows. It doesn't matter how deep your situation is. It looks like. 
it, it's a mirage. It looks like. It is not what it's supposed to be, but it looks like. Oh, Jesus. It just looks like. It says, where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself. As did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become him a spring. You know there's something about the spring. The spring will never give you stale water. The spring is forever like being refreshed. Without understanding where that water is coming from. But it's being refreshed. So you need that spring. You need to be refreshed all the time. How refreshing is that? That every day you wake up and God says, I'm giving you a fresh word. You know the Bible they say, I don't know, it's how many years old. But every time you look at the scripture, God gives you a fresh word. God gives you a fresh anointing. God gives you a fresh revelation. I might have read it last week when I'd say, God, I'm sick. And it gave me a different, but today it might give me a different revelation altogether. Thank you, Jesus. Water welling up of eternal life. That eternal life is very important. The woman said to him, say, give me this water so that I will be, I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water again. You know, <laughs> Sometimes we want to calculate, you know, we, especially I'm a medical technologist by profession. So when COVID, people spoke about COVID, you want to see it in the microscope and understand what it looks like, what is it doing. But with God, it doesn't matter what you see it like. Your meds do not make sense to God. Your meds, your one plus one do not make sense to you. But God's meds will confuse you. God's meds will be saying that, Father, I'm left with 10 rand. I need to go to work tomorrow and God said, I'm going to send someone. I know, you missed it. God says that my meds is different from your meds. When you say, Father, I do not know. When you say, Father, I do not know where my next meal is going to come from. God says, I'm going to give you another deal for the cake for you to bake. Why not? Because I know that you didn't have that money. It is not about my understanding. Because I was still thinking, okay, I think I need to call Pastor Susan to give me that money she owes me. Or I still need to, whatever. They want to give me what? No, it's all about that. God says I will do things that you have never seen. That you'll never even understand. I say his mess do not make sense. The pain that you're feeling do not make sense to you. You can be so sick. Some people are diagnosed with diseases that... Oh, <laughs> Jesus... I've been diagnosed with a disease. I've, I've been working. They, that was 15. I was telling Pastor, what was, was 15 years ago? Okay. It's 12. That was 12 years ago. I'm standing. I'm walking. And I'm saying, God, when they said I'm going to die, I didn't die. Why not? Because my meds and his meds do not make sense. Why? Because my pain that I'm feeling and what he says, you are healed. It is different. Then you need to understand where you are. It is difficult. Yes, it is difficult. But God... Oh, Jesus. When you are lonely, you don't have another friend except for Jesus. There's a song that said, I have a friend in Jesus. Oh, I have a friend in Jesus. When they leave you out of stuff, they say, hey, you talk too much. It is okay. Your God will bring a friend next to you. We will find that peace that you don't understand. When they say this about you, you say, no, I know my God. I know my God. Just hold on, my child. Hold on. Thank you, Jesus. He says, never, th never test spring. You will never test that. Give you eternal life. You will never die spiritually. 
Oh, Jesus. He said, you'll never die. As a Christian, when you give your life to, to Jesus, you get that comfort that says, I'm getting an eternal life. We cry like, oh, you're going to die. Yes, the physical part dies, but the eternal spirit lives forever. That's what you are fighting for, people. That's what you are fighting for, children of God. We are fighting for the eternal life. It doesn't matter what the devil can do on my body. He can bring all the disease, but God says that you are healed. I might not see it right now, but I know I'm healed. I might be feeling the pain right now, but I know I'm healed. Oh, Jesus. I want us to go to John 7, 38. Amen. It says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You know, when you get born again and you just get that thing that you say, you know what, now I know my God. The living water, it becomes refreshed in you. But then you need to understand why are you born again? Because many of us are born again and we are born again for ourselves and our household. It is not about that. That's why the church is empty. Because I'm born again with my three kids at the back. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I'm born again so that I can fill up my car with my children and have space. It is not about that. God says that we have eternal life. You need to make it flow in the name of Jesus. You need to make it move to the next level. You know, I want to talk about water. The spring is fresh water. I want you to understand that when the water becomes stagnant, when the water becomes stagnant, there's a problem. Stagnant water, which can become, it becomes a, a problem because it becomes a breeding ground for viruses. It becomes a breeding ground for mosquitoes to go around and, and, and create diseases and all that. So you do not want to be that stale water. You know, if you don't multiply what God is giving you, you become stale. You become stagnant. And when I am stagnant, whoever is around me is also stagnant. Why? Because I am not flowing with water. That living water, the spring that is keep on being refreshed every day. You've got an assignment that God has given you. You've got things that God has given you to do. So that living water needs to be produced. It needs to be multiplied. When I'm saying multiply, I'm not saying going around giving people water. No. I'm saying the way that is in you, that living water that says I am healed, it's not for you to go to the next person and say you are healed. With boldness, even if you do not see it, with boldness and say you are healed in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you believe in the word of God. You believe in the eternal life. You believe in that spring that is in you. You stand with faith and boldness. Amen. You don't want to be stagnant spiritually because you become bitter. You become miserable. You become sick. You become judgmental. Every small thing that you hear, you have to judge. Everything that they say, you have to add a comment, even if it's not necessary. That's stagnancy for you. And you do not want that. So I pray this morning that God will fill us up. Take us to that intimacy that we need to understand. You know, you are guiding. He's going to guide us. He's going to give us our hope. He's going to, going to restore us. He's going to be our deliverer. Every time. He delivered years and thousands years ago, but he's going to deliver us even today and even in the future. Amen. You know, you must have that flowing water. Refreshing. Living water, it flows easy. You don't have time to what people are saying about you. When you have living water, you don't have about people's agendas about you because your living water is connected to the source. The source that says, you know what? It is okay. Let them scandalize my name. Let them speak about me. Let them pull me down. Let them say this. But the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God, I'm going to stand on them. I'm going to prophesy over my situation. I'm going to prophesy over my children. 
And it doesn't matter what it looks like. Oh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. We believe in God. He says an everlasting. That water is going to be everlasting. But why do we find ourselves dry? You know, that's what I was talking about, the, the, the living water. We find ourselves dry most of the time because of sin. Pastors will always say that you are missing the mark. When God has given you a mark, we always miss that mark. How many times you stood there that do not miss the mark? It was not because he wanted to say, but he was saying, do not miss the mark. Because that mark that you keep on missing, it makes you dry. It takes life out of you. It takes that spirit of God that wants you to speak about the word of God. It takes that thing that you need to supply to the others. Amen. So it is important for us. You know what I like when I was reading this scripture in, in John? He says that to the woman, uh, he says that, where is your husband? She says, I do not have. Why? Because she already had five husbands. You know, it is amazing because that is a situation already deadly to her. It's a situation that is already a bad situation. That is going to cause sin. That is going to bring death. That the living water that God is going to supply to her is going to bring her back to life. She needs to realize that you know, the husband that I'm with, I do not need him. He is not mine. I need to wait in connection with the word of God until my one comes. Why? Because I have the living water springing in me. I will understand the word of God when he says, do not do things that are not of me. Do not do things that are going to contaminate your spirit. I'm not going to, I'm not going, I'm not saying that go around and walk like angels. That's what people expect with this Christian. They say you walk like angels. No, we're not angels. But when you understand the word of God, when you get to that time of point of you saying, you know what, I'm about to sin. The Holy Spirit says, you are doing something wrong. That's when you repent. That's when you change your, your direction. That's when you say, Father, I know I'm a, pride, a person full of pride. But then you say, God, Father, remove that pride. Take it away. Remove that greed from me. Remove that lust, my Father, my God. Remove that envy away from me because it is not good for me. It is not good for your health because I know bitterness will bring sickness. Thank you, Jesus. I've already spoken about that God will guide you from that shaking stage. He will tell you where to go. It is important, family, for us to know what God says. In the word of God, in Isaiah 12, 3, says that with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And the word of God in Psalm 2, um, verse 3, says that he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside still waters. He restored my soul. He will make you lie down in peace. Knowing that my roof is leaking. He'll give you that peace. Knowing that I do not know what to do next. He will give you that peace. When you do not know what is going to happen in my life. You know people are in a stage of, of COVID zone. People are losing jobs. And people say I don't know if I'm going to be having a job by next week. But God will make you lie down in green patches in peace. To say Father God you are going to make a way where there is no way. He didn't just say that I'm going to make a way where there is no way. He makes a way where there is no way. He made a way for this church to be standing here where there was no way. When the, the owner wanted his money, he made a way. So let us understand the word of God that he says that I will make a way where there's no way. That's why I'm saying that let us not use our minds to calculate God's, God's purpose on your life because it is not about you. Just to get forward to say what do well symbolize in the Bible? I want us to go to the word of God in um, mm, 
Okay, I think I might have lost my scripture. But anyway, the scripture that I wanted to talk about is when uh, Abraham sent his servant to go and look for a wife for Isaac. Understand this. The man he sent to do the job, he asked for his blessing before he left. That is very important for you to ask for the blessing of God before you do anything, before you even move. But what he even understood more than anything else is that water signifies life. He understood that water signifies life. He understood that if there's water, there is life. So he understood where I'm going to find a wife. Many people come to the well. I know, now I think you're sleeping on me. I'm saying that many people come to the well to find water. So if I go to the well, I know I'm going to find what I'm looking for. I know what I'm going to find if I'm going to the well. Why? Because in the olden days, the communities, the water was in the center of the community. The well was in the center where everyone can be able to go and get water. Why? Because life is needed. Water signifies life. You need that water. You know as like naturally you cannot survive with water unless you're just calling for sickness. You just need that water. You need that constant water. It is a, having water is a symbol of a healthy community. So people will be coming there. He knew that something was going to happen. That is when Rebecca came to the well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because if he would have gone somewhere else, I don't think he would have found Rebecca. If he would have gone where you get the wood, I don't know, the forest, I don't think he would have found, because the wood, you can survive with it, but with water, you cannot survive. That's why when I'm going to the well, I know I'm going to find. I already played up where I'm going. I'm going to find what I'm looking for. That's when she came and she was like, what can I do for you, sir? She said, you can water my camels. You can give me water to drink. Why? That's when the revelation came. This is the one. Because she already thought about it. You know what? When the person comes to me, he's going to have such a, a certain vision and a certain understanding. That's what I need to do. Amen. You know, um, the word of God is so important, family. I had so many scriptures. I think when I was sending them to Casey, I'm thinking, hey, it's a lot. <laughs> Thank you. He even knows which one to put. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, the word of God, it says, um, can you please go back to Jeremiah, Casey? Thank you. Yes. The book of Jeremiah, it says, um, can you please go to Jeremiah 2? Thank you, Lord. Mm. Okay. Let me read it from here. It says, Wherefore I will yet plead with you, said the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead hath nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods. But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Be astonished, all ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, said the Lord. For my people, this is the part that I want to talk about, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cistern, broken cistern, that can hold no water. I read this and I kept on reading. And I was like, okay, 
I don't understand this word, hewed. What does it mean? So I went back. It means to chop or cut out. Whether what you're chopping or cutting out or wood. It says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. God says we have forsaken him as a living water. We are going around for trying to find, as Pastor Zandile said, we are trying to find every miracle. We are here. This, they are praying for you. You are there. They are here. We are there. We are running all over the place. But it says you have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. You can find me in your house. Just find me in prayer, in your altar and pray. I'm the fountain of living water. You do not need to go everywhere else. He says you hewed you hewed out systems for themselves, broken systems that cannot hold water, contain water that cannot hold water. Amen. It means that we have we have created things that are not of God. We have made things that are not even going to help us. The, 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 the things that we have created are not helping us. Because the one I've given you, you do not want. You know, it says the container can hold no water. We've got containers. I don't know if you've I, I grew up in olden days and there was when you, you know when you farming we used to make a tin and make holes in it to carry water there's a purpose of that tin there's a difference in carrying water with the tin without holes and there's a difference when you're carrying water with holes the one with the holes is for you to water so that the plants can grow the one without the holes is for you to carry for your drinking so we want to carry the ones with the holes God says, what is the point? Because it will never make you be full. You'll never, you'll always be thirsty for my word. You'll always be thirsty for me because I'm the living water. You need me. Therefore, carry me in a container. Oh, Jesus, carry me in a container that is going to hold me up. That when I speak to you, you'll hear me. Carry me in a container that every time you carry me, wherever you carry, know that I am important in your life. Let us stop creating containers with holes. That do not make sense to God. Then you will never get eternal life in that, I mean that, that container with holes. How are you going to? Because you are going to be forever thirsty. And besides, you're going to be running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's why we are miserable as people. Because we're trying to find deliverance in wrong places. Every corner, where there's young as there's you. Every corner where there's, I don't even know what, I don't want to say Buddha or whatever. But you are there. Because you do not know who you are, but when you know Christ, when you get born again and you know Christ, you stand in one place. When they say, your God doesn't work, you say, it's okay. It doesn't, it, it looks like, I don't have, but my God. Oh, Jesus. When you say, but my God, you need when you make that statement that says, but my God, they know what it means. My God can heal me. My God can provide. It doesn't matter what I look like. There's a son, it doesn't matter what I look like now, but in the future. Oh, Jesus, God got bigger plans for me. God got, I mean, we, I mean, vision. That is bigger than what you see now. Let us stop and looking at the containers. Ah, Jesus. Let's stop and looking at the containers. What is important is what is in the container. What is important is what is inside of you. It doesn't matter what Pastor Zani looks like. What is important is what she's carrying. What is important is what you are carrying. Oh, Jesus, stop taking what God has given you into wrong places. Stop taking what God has anointed you with into wrong places. You are in the bar, but the Spirit of God says you are in a wrong place. But you are in, you are in wrong places. Let us stop carrying God in wrong places. Ah, we hinder the Holy Spirit. And you say, why God? Why me? What did I do? God says, do you listen? Do you hear when I speak? Do you even listen to what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. Jesus.
I just want to speak to the youth. Ladies, you've got a vision. You've got a purpose. You've got a life. You're still young. You know us, I don't know who else is old, but I know I'm old. But you know us, when we're young, we're still like, yo, you know I'm young. Yo, please don't tell me. I want to go to my places. I'm young. Hey, Jesus. When the time comes to say, you know what, you are young. I need to stay The young just goes over and they say, you know what, the young more doesn't work. So at this stage, you are young. But there's a time of the decision that you make. The decision that you make now, they will take you to the future and you think, what was I thinking? Why was I in the bar 24-7? Pastor Zanin said that we sit here, the first thing I speak to is you are gone, you are sleeping. At the bar, they have to kick you out in the morning. I know what you have closed. Please go home. So we need to change our mindset. Why are the church, church is not full? Why? Because we want nice things. We want short things. We want things that make you like, you know, at life. And that's the thing that are deadly to us. I'm not saying Christian must not enjoy life, but be wise in what you do. Second Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. We start, you start slow. Like, ah, no, you know what? It's just a small thing. The next thing you're addicted, they, they, they can't even stop you. They have to fetch you with the wheelbarrow because it's like, I can't. I have to sleep there. Their finances are breaking down. Your children can't eat because when you can't, you just can't cope. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Psalm 127 says, He is the way, the truth, and the life. Is the only water. Jesus is the only water that God's sheep needs. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that build labor in vain, who build it? He's the living water, people. He is the living water. I pray in my life that I will not come here and stand and be a hypocrite. I say, Father God, teach me to understand the word. I'm standing today, yes, I'm talking. Take me back to the altar that when I go back and I say, Father, change my heart, change my destiny, change my mindset, change where I'm going because I cannot. You cannot stand and keep on speaking the same thing and not change because then it is useless. I want you to refuse to be part of things that are not of God. If God is not in it, do not indulge. If God is not it, we need to stop youth. You need to stop the thing. Ah, oh, they're doing it. Why not me? Why not you for what? You don't have to add to the number. There's one thing I normally tell my children. That you know what? It is nice for you to have fun with your friends. But what is important is that the ones that you play with, you don't know what they do when they go back home. You're going to play and dance with them. They go back and they study and then you come with a under zero because you didn't study. So that's what I tell them. So it is important when, and you must know your cycle. Oh, Jesus, know your cycle. The friends that you keep, the friend that will allow you to do a wrong thing and be like, it's fine, my friend. That is not your friend. That is your enemy. And most of them, they succeed. And you'll be there at the back and be thinking, and you'll be their servant because now you are not wise enough to take a right decision. Jeremiah 16 says, Lord says, to whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ears is uncircumcised, and they cannot even hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. 
we need to take delight in the Lord. You know, I had so much word. <laughs> I, I, Casey, I won't even get to other scriptures. I think I thought, you know what? It is the Lord. But there's one thing that I want to speak about before I even go to the closing. He's saying that that song, that I, kept, I kept on playing, says, Father, open our eyes. And I pray that this morning God will open our eyes. You know, there are things that happen to us throughout life. You know what, things don't work well and whatever. As I was preparing the way during the week, I found myself so low that I couldn't lift myself up. Like I was so low to a point, like I was like, what is happening? And my mind was like, you know what, the devil is trying to distract me. This word is going to come out. But I was trying. I was trying, but I was, I want, Casey, can you please just prepare that clip for me? And I was trying, and I was like, God, what I need? And I, I can't say, Pastor Susan, please pray for me. Pastor Susan needs to be, like, strong and do other things. And I, I was like, I was trying, and I was trying to, to, like, focus, and I was not getting to it. And I was like, Father, what's wrong? And you know, God says that the word will come out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> The way that Pastor, the thing that you sent, Pastor Princess, my aunt sent me this clip, and I saw it. I was like, "Oh wow, this is powerful!" But you'll be so amazed. This clip is the one that brought me back. <laughs> this clip is the one that brought me back because I was so down. When I went back to my phone, I was looking, and I look at this child. I said, "Jesus, oh my Father, my God, you are the God who speaks. If you can speak through a child." That child was praying for a class. He was going up and down. He was praying. He was praying in tongues. Jesus. This child was going up and down in a class. The classes that now you say we do not want God. The classes where you say today we are not going to put God because it is not our thing. It is a free country. Is able to break his name. I want you to listen. To When was the last time you went to your altar? When was the last time you went to your altar and did that? When was the last time when the child said, I said, my father, my God, the devil is the liar. This word is going to come out of me by power, by force, in the name of Jesus. I kept on listening to it. This child said, Ah, Jesus, you do not understand. I'm a Zulu and you understand. You say, Immolate on your knees. You say, I stand before you, my father, my God, and I worship you and I praise you. That child just, just put it in front of me and I said, What else do I need? I repeated that thing. My spirit was back. And I said, I'm going to sit on this word. I, devil, you're not going to take it away from me. It might not change your life today, but it is for someone that you need to turn your life around. That child was praying. And then something I want to put to you, youth, I say to you, did you see that child? That child saw it from somewhere. That child saw it, it's either at home or at school. That child saw someone prophesying unto circumstances. If we need children like that, we're going to go into the class and say, Ah, Father my God, I stand before you and I pray for my class. I pray for my colleagues. I pray for each and everyone. I pray for my church members. 
Who is the devil in your life? He doesn't have a chance. Then it reminded me. That's when I picked myself up. I said, you know what? God says this is the word for this time in this season. Then I remember that my daughter received a tongue when she was four years old. That's when I remembered when I looked at this clip. When my son was born, Ezra, he was a premature. I remember I was praying. I was crying. I said, God, you're going to have to save my child. I couldn't sleep. The only thing I could do was pray. It was the middle of the night at 12 o'clock. I was going up and down pacing, saying, my father, my God, you are going to do something new. My father, my God. I was praying in tongues, not to realize that this child, the four-year-old, was following me behind. She, every time I was going forward, she was behind me. She was behind me. But what was important, she was praying in tongues. Jesus. That child was praying in tongues, meaning she was prophesying for his for her brother, meaning that what I was saying, it was saying something to her, that my father, my God, my mother were going to fight this together. Where God says, where one or two are there, I'm there in your midst. My father, my God, you're going to change my situation around. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Let your child see you pray. If your child see you with a, a bottle of beer, why would you say no to him when he's having one? He saw you doing it. I'm a liar. When I see him lie, it is okay. Then I need to fix it then because I've lied to him. I know that. But what is important, let us be example to our children. Be the teacher when they see you that I know that Pastor Zandile is going to preach a word that is understandable. Women and especially youth, what are you planting? You are, you are the future mothers. You are the future fathers. Let your children see you you know what? Anything else, let them see you pray. As you grow older, you understand this. My daughter said to me, Mom, you're no longer, <laughs> you're no longer waking it up, putting anointing all on us when we're sleeping. <laughs> and I started laughing. So why are you not doing that anymore? I said, my child, I've planted my seed. It is time for you to start, to stand, stand still. When your ground is shaking, the foundation is being laid. If your foundation is shaking, it's either you're not listening to me. But now I know the foundation is laid. For you to stand up and say, God, I'm going to fight this battle in prayer. And then she was saying that, why don't you wake us up? I said, no. I've woken you up for 17 years. Why must I still wake you up when you're 17? I've planted that. Now it's for you to be matured in the spirit. Be matured in the physical. As I'm closing, I thank God for this word. And I thank God for each and every woman in this church. I thank you for being the woman in this church. We might look like a small group, but you are so powerful. Rejoice your prayer, Jesus. Your prayer this Saturday. It's another prayer that makes me stand. I said, you know what? We are going to pray. The devil is the liar. We are going to stand in prayer and prophesy over our church, over our pastor, over our children, over our circumstances. And there's nothing else the devil can do unto us after that. Because he knows that he's already defeated. And we're going to continue to fight. I thank all of you for listening to this word. And I pray that it has changed someone. And someone has heard something. And we're going to be living waters everywhere we go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, as we go for offering.